Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's podcast from March the 24th. We're actually recording this on March the 23rd here earlier in the morning, but we are not for a lack of things to talk about on this week's podcast. Namely, our theme is going to be very tech-centric, and we're talking a lot about technology movement we've seen with the Dolly, what's happened within the indices, even look at some stocks. There's been, there's also going to be a lot of, uh, it's the first time since X type of uh, statements made. So you know, I will say for those listening, um, get used to hearing that phrase a lot because you're going to hear, hear it quite a bit. But we are starting today where we're seeing, at least at the moment, U.S. equity indexes are rebounding this morning. They did, you know, trade up mostly yesterday, but ultimately closed down lower. But we did see a lot of charts impacted with yesterday's action in a positive way. You know, yeah. initially looking at the chart of the S&P 500, saw it move up to 4,020. Technically, with today's action, it's going to reverse down into O's. But as we mentioned, it's going to be very tech-centric today. So the indices that we've really seen lead the way, especially here recently, have been the NASDAQ Composite and NASDAQ 100. Yeah. And yeah. that's where we've seen a lot of the breakouts occurring. Yeah. Uh, mainly- I mean, even even like within the S&P 500 techs, a quarter of it. So it's hard to not say that it's a big part of that conversation as well, regardless. And with most of the index action going on right now, I mean, you've seen with yesterday's action, NASDAQ composite moved back into a positive trend. Interestingly enough, we saw the NASDAQ 100 maintain its positive trend. So that that that's intriguing enough in and of itself, just seeing that, Relative to all the other U.S. equity indexes, we saw NDX maintain that trend, move to a buy signal. And with yesterday's action, NDX moved above prior resistance. It's prior February rally high, doing that before any other index as well. So that's a good looking chart. Honestly, yeah. like I, I say it, but that's a pretty good looking chart. Two consecutive buy signals today, likely get a third if if things keep going as they do. We're still pretty comfortably below your August highs, which are at 13,600. We're matching the June highs, which was 12,800. Mm-hmm. So I think a break at 13,000 would still look pretty good. For Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I mean, in many cases, we, some of the stocks that I feel like we were talking back at the beginning of the year, we were sort of talking about those prior highs and sort of looking at them as sort of a benchmark of what was leading. But we've also seen a lot of those stocks pull back below prior highs. Meanwhile, You've had NDX and other tech-heavy indices and things kind of hang in there with a lot of this negative action here recently, and now they're leading the charge. Yeah, I think I think we can explain this a lot of different ways. We're we're technicians, so we're not going to get into the fundamentals and qualitative reasons why we think this may be the case. But general high-level understanding, I think, is pretty commonplace where it's mega cap growth has tended to be an area of safety when there's a lot of uncertainty, at least in the market or in the economy. NASDAQ 100, specifically S&P 500 even, they're the largest, most well-known, arguably the most successful companies in the world. Mm -hmm. And as a result, people tend to associate some relative safety with those stocks versus small cap companies or mid mid-cap companies that are less established. And of course, you've also seen interest rates pull back. So the growth tilt of the NASDAQ 100, even S&P 500 cap-weighted, that growth tilt, I think, has been even aided further by some of the cool-down at rates, which is maybe contributing to why some of these charts look so good. But 
Still can't ignore how good they look, though. You you really can't ignore it. And I mean, at this point, with going on with Dolly too, you've seen technology move up to that fourth position. We've also seen on the asset class group scores page following last night's action, technology on the group scores page moved above that core S&P 500 sort of benchmark group, if you will. And that core market's sitting at 90% right now in, term, in terms of a percentile ranking. So saying that even technology is beating it in the 90th percentile is tough to really go against. I mean, the only other sector... You're really seeing that right now is industrials, transportation's up there as well, interestingly enough. And you also see precious metals. So not seeing very many sectors or even groups in general scoring above that core market group. But we now see technology doing so. And it's the first time we've seen it doing so since September of 2021. Just to double down, so you mentioned precious metals is at the top of those sector rankings mm-hmm. on the group scores. I find that really fascinating as well and kind of confirming that you've seen some of this flight to safety where precious metals have your best score direction and tech has your best score direction Mm -hmm. which recently have been some of that flight to safety so i think there's some confirmation there a little bit yeah and 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 with tech now we we as we were talking about september 2021 was the last time we saw it score above that core market group didn't do it for very long but the last significant period that we saw technology scoring above that core market group you have to go back to the end of 2020 early part of 2021 to really get a significant period more than a few days that you've seen tech scoring above so you know here we are with one of ours the first time since uh, you know first time since 2021 that's technically happened but really in a significant manner, it's the first time that we've seen this kind of score action since the latter part, well, early part of 2021, latter part of 20. Yeah, and on the, on the tech front, Ian had a nice piece in the Daily Equity Report that we put out this Monday, which I believe was the 20th, is that right? 17th, mm-hmm. sorry, 18th. Yeah, 20th on Monday, where we talked about, you know, is, is tech coming back? We mentioned some of its movement up into these higher rankings. So definitely check that report out if you get a second one other point I want to make is that like tech was so out of favor last year. It got beaten up pretty bad. So I wouldn't be surprised to see it harness some of that volatility to the upside. Like when things get beat up, they tend to pick up some volatility. So you've seen some sharp moves from tech, maybe because of this lingering volatility that it picked up when it got mm-hmm. beaten down. And it's been able to use that to the upside here. I think just in terms of volatile and pretty aggressive price action. You can look at NDX and its relative outperformance to the S&P 500. You could do this on a variety of different time horizons. And I've seen people on the financial Twitter space do it a lot of different ways. But what we did in our report, we just looked at weekly returns between the NASDAQ 100, S&P 500 ending last week. So March 17th, that NASDAQ 100 had its best outperformance against the S&P 500 since October 2008, not a great re- not a great reference point, but it's it, it it's really extreme. The only cl- the only other data point that's pretty close was April 17th, 2020, which that was a better that was a better print. That was a better print. But if you zoom out even before that, those are pale in comparison to the late 90s, early 2000s when the Nasdaq 100 was outperforming by over 10 percent well over 5% regularly, the S&P 500. So take it with a grain of salt, but you've seen an extreme amount of demand for the NASDAQ tech large cap growth area relative to the rest of the market. 
Uh, and you've not only started to see the absolute picture come into play, you've seen the relative picture start to change and begin to to really favor with, with technology moving into sort of that leadership baton. And right now, I mean, six months ago, looking at stock charts within the tech sector was a little bleak, probably weren't seeing a lot of things yeah. that, that were giving you a whole lot of positives. But you know, fast forward to today, and there's really a lot of charts that look pretty darn good. I mean, everyone's darling that they always look to Apple recently moved back to a buy signal, completing a quadruple top, maybe spread quintuple, depending on how you're how picky you're getting hit. But nonetheless, moved back above buy signal, has rallied to, you know, levels we haven't seen since September of last year at this point. But on that move also, you know, we saw a pretty significant change from an RS basis as we saw Apple move into X's on its market RS chart and on its peer RS chart really, you know, about a week ago, moving it up to a five for fiver. So, again, seeing trending kind of saw the trending picture sort of, you know, come about early this year, consolidated for a little bit for Apple. Now seeing some follow through, but getting that follow through with the relative confirmation along with it. So yeah, Apple, I mean, I I I think over the last six months, you you couldn't probably have found a better, you know, in terms of its chart, a better setup right now in terms of just Apple's chart, looking yeah. at it as as a possible buying opportunity, especially clearing that resistance, you know, has nice support. So, and that's the thing is. Many of the charts that we'll probably talk about are going to have that common theme of where you've now seen them clear resistance. We've now seen them break out, build recent support, so they become actionable. And the relative store is starting to fall into place, too, which is kind of giving us a good time in terms of looking to take action on the fact that we're seeing tech move into that leadership role. Yeah, yeah, I think I echo Apple's chart looks looks pretty strong right here. I will acknowledge it's still in a pretty big trading range. So mm -hmm. well off its January 22 high. That was out of volatility. That was volatility, yeah. I mean, or the so, market in general, yeah. Yeah, well, well off some of those highs. I think your next real test could be around that 176, 178 level, which was your August high, which was also near your March 22 and your January 22 high. So yeah. I think that'll be a really important test to see if we can actually get to that point and see what the stock does from there. And you had some others that you put on the the, the morning brief, right? Yeah, a few that I talked about this morning, you know. Before you do that, quick plug for the morning briefs. We we put them out every weekday. Every now and then we put them on YouTube. But David and I do a lot of them. Miles does them once a week. I think we have fun doing them, to be honest. Probably one of, one they of our are. favorite things. They're, they're nice. To, we can really share our views on what's going on in the market. And a lot of times we can do just sort of a short synopsis of things that we see. Yeah. You know, and we have the ability to not only show you a tool or show you how we look at a tool or we use a tool but you're getting all that in five minutes yeah so, yeah you know. we, we 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 try to keep five six minutes so they're they're on our research platform every morning check them out i cut you off back but you're saying no worries but one of the things that whenever talking about technology i feel like when folks call in they're for one of the first stocks they bring up among apple and your microsoft's of the world is nvidia and right. nvidia right now i mean great looking chart five for fiber but it's also as overbought as I'll get out. And if the stocks, I feel like it, always either heavily overbought or heavily oversold. Right. It truly is like trying to wrangle just a mag calf right now <laughs> that, you know, you're just tossing the rope and it's, it's a wild card, whether you're able to catch it at the right time or not, but really it has improved. 
So that's a first. My 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 backup to that one that seems a little more orderly in terms of its chart movement also presents a very positive technical picture. Broadcom, AVGO, it's a five for fiver. You know, it's not like some of the other semiconductor stocks where it's got a huge volatile upside. It's also a six hundred dollar stock, so something to bear in mind there as well. But a little more orderly chart. Recently completing a seven consecutive buy signal, breaking the double top there, clearing resistance, the dated back, making to, to March of last year, making new 52-week highs here, has pulled back with, with some of the action this week, so is putting it in a nice actionable range. But Broadcom is maybe one of the handful of semiconductor stocks that does pay a dividend, which is also interesting, too. It is interesting. And Broadcom, I mean, this has been a high-attribute stock consistently since April 2020. So mm-hmm. that means it's been a, a rate as a three or higher on our platform, which is where our studies say that you want to be stocks that rated threes, fours, and fives, high, high momentum. It's been at least a three since a- April 2020. So throughout 2022, when tech was flailing, this stock was still holding in there on a relative basis. It's also probably among the closer names that I've seen to its January 2022 highs. It's above its March 22 highs right now, mm-hmm. well above the August highs. So yeah, I think this is something to take a look at. Yeah, and even looking back at those uh, 2020 levels, I mean, at that point, if you were you know looking at in April of 2020, it was a $240 stock. Um, currently traded about 600. So it worked out. It, it's worked out fairly well for us. But I mean, that's definitely a long-term perspective. And But it, it's a way that, that helps give an understanding of... You know, you also kind of have to ride some of these ebbs and flows of the market, too, in terms of some of the attributes. But a strong stock like Broadcom is one that has shown its resilience, again, here near term, has shown a little bit more of an orderly picture, if you will. Not quite as crazy or or maybe as volatile uh, in terms of its chart movement. wouldn't say maybe not in terms of its price movement. It is a $600 stock. But uh that that was one that we brought up and the last one i brought up this morning was cadence design system cdns it's in that software sector it's a five for five or sits in that top quartile of the software sector matrix recently completed a second consecutive buy signal with spread spread triple top there at 204 rallied up to new 52 week highs there at 208 so it's a hard chart to argue against either you know it's, All that it's time. a little 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 more of a orderly chart there than, than some of the volatile names that we might see out there within the tech space. So that was sort of what I was looking for this morning is charts that show a little more orderly kind of chart formations. It wasn't, you know, crazy column specs mm-hmm. is alternating back and forth. So those were three names that were among my favorites this morning. Yeah. Thanks for sharing those. I think those look strong. And like well, what we were saying before, there's been just a ton of demand, like excess demand for large cap growth tech definitely moved up in our rankings to a place where it's an equal weight in most of our models now, or at least beginning to work its way mm-hmm. and into some overweight positions and, and uh, others in plug a trade. Well, and at this point, you know, I mean, in terms of looking at some of the stocks we talked about here, it's not just semis anymore. You know, a month ago or even back in January, that was the conversation that we were seeing some rebound out of tech, but it really kind of was just semis drive in the train, if you will. Now we're seeing, you know, internet stocks, communications coming back into play with XLC, you know, improving along with tech. Um, You've also seen, you know, in the terms of cadence software sector improving as well. So 
it, it's kind of now more the rising tide is bringing all boats rather than just, you know, one was pulling the whole train itself, if you will. So a little bit of a difference now. So that would be the biggest thing in terms of assessing technology exposure to me. Um, also, as we talked about, having quite a few uh, first time since statements yeah. <laughs> for, yeah. for technology here for recently. Yeah, well, plenty to talk about for sure. Make sure to give us a call if you want to talk more about specifics, anything that we mentioned, stocks that we mentioned, stocks that you're thinking about. I'll also say that tomorrow in the report, I'm going to talk about the NASDAQ 100 again and its outperformance versus the Russell 2000. So put put some collateral out there on that. Kind of this whole week, if you come back through the reports, it's a lot of those first-time ifs type of statements. David put some stuff about NDX and its moving averages, relative yeah. earnings charts for the Qs in the report on Wednesday. So check all those out. There's some good images and pieces of collateral. And in, in between, if we can add, add some color, we're happy to do it. Dave, do you got any more thoughts for the people? Not at the moment. Other than, I guess, the last one, maybe look to buy some tech when you get a chance. <laughs> David said it, not me. <laughs> all right, guys. All right. Appreciate the attention. Thank you. As always, we'll be back again next week.